This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe River, joined by Ian Doyle and Kiefer McDonald, and we're back at Lovelock's Cafe in the centre of Liverpool. Ian, we'll start with you. How are we? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you. You've been it has. Away I've and... been a bit busy doing nothing. Yeah, well, you'll be a bit be busy doing something soon as well, won't you? Yes, Germany unfortunately, the season's about to start again and yeah. I'll be off on my travels. Where is it? Germany, Singapore, yeah. Yeah. Preston. International man of mystery. Well, right. international man. International man. Yeah. International man. And Kiefer, how are you? All right. Very well, very well. Yeah. Uh, a bit more optimistic about the season coming back. I'm happy. I think that void of, you know, three or four weeks where not a lot's happening, but... Mm. Obviously, now they're, they're over in Germany and the games are going to start coming thick and fast. And yeah. you know, the first game is, what, three, three and a half weeks away now? So it's creeping up, isn't it? Yeah, creeping up fast. Well, well Doyle, we'll start with you. Um, quiet Friday, as you mentioned before, but things exploded into life a little bit on Saturday with the news that Fabinho had stayed behind from uh, Liverpool's travelling squad for that trip to Germany. Um, where are we at with that then and, and how close is he to a move to Saudi Arabia? Well, our latest information, what is it? Half 12, quarter to one on Monday, yep. is yeah. that um, he, they're still in talks Liverpool and uh, the Saudi Arabian club whose name I've completely forgotten. Oh, which one oh, is it? That's he had, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they came in with the offer, didn't they, on Friday night, which is why Liverpool, with Fabinho, took the decision for him to to not travel to uh, Germany the, the following morning. We, we had a we had a bit of an inkling something might be up, and then obviously when we saw that the, the squad was announced and Fabinho wasn't in it, yeah. that was that. Jordan Henderson, yeah. I'm sure, will come on to in a, in a yeah. little while. He was part of it, and he's over there. But no, Fabinho didn't travel. Uh, Liverpool have been in talks with the, with the Saudi Pro League champions, I believe, uh, yeah of the last couple of days whether or not that's over the actual terms of the agreement probably that's the case i'd imagine liverpool would like quite a lot of the money if not all of it paid up front because obviously if they're going to allow fabinho to go which we have to assume they will do given the fact that jurgen klopp has uh, you know permitted the, the the player to to stay behind and, and and have talks and for the club two clubs to have talks is that they're going to need a replacement because liverpool lost three as everybody knows midfielders at the end of last season in Milner, um, Oxlade-Chamberlain and the uh, and Navigator, the injured Navigator. Again, he's obviously picked up another injury already. Before he's even played for Werder Bremen, poor, poor, in the poor warm guy. Up. In the warm-up. Yeah, in the warm-up as well, yeah. Cater style. It, it really. is, isn't it, yeah. Um, so they got in uh, McAllister and this is my first attempt to pronounce him. Uh, Soboslai, is it? Perfect, yeah, I think you've go. done um, yeah, very I've well. Me, I've been doing me Hungarian homework. Hungarian friends will be very up. happy with that. Yeah, um, but they are not defensive midfielders. James Milner was one, and I know he didn't play very much there last season, but he was an option. Stefan Bahetic, he's another one. Did I pronounce that correctly? Seven out of ten. Uh, seven well. out of ten. Yeah. Go on, do, give, the, give us uh, a ten out of ten then. Bisetic. Bisetic. There, no, there we go. We're close enough. No, it wasn't quite. wasn't quite. We can edit it in. wasn't quite. <laughs> but he, obviously, he's, a, he's played, what, 17 times for the first team, I think it is. And he's yeah. currently not fully fit anyway. And you've got this Jordan Henderson, you've got the debate over his future, whether or not he could be going and linking up with Steven Gerrard in Saudi Arabia. So to lose Fabinho, who I know quite well last season, certainly for the first two thirds of the season, was nowhere near his best. There was that point of the season, wasn't there, in late January, early February, where he wasn't even, he was behind several other players in the, in the pecking order. Um, but the last, I think it was the last 12, 13, 14 games, could be more than that. He started all of them. He, he was part of that, you know, change in the system that allowed Trent to play in uh, in his inverted right back role. And Fabinho has played his best football of the se- of the season over those last, you know, closing weeks. But 
it's fair to say he's past his peak. Not you know, he's not finished or by any you know, by any stretch. And Liverpool were quite clearly, ideally, having the for uh, for this season. But forty million pounds, if that's the the deal, it's a lot of money for a player. He's twenty nine. As I say, definitely past his best. Um, so I think Liverpool now. It's a case of Liverpool. Can they back themselves in the transfer market? They're obviously looking for a long-term replacement for Fabinho. That's why you had the likes of, you know, uh, Romeo Lavia to Southampton, players like that who have been linked. But um, they need someone, if they're going to sell Fabinho, who's going to come in straight away. And preferably he's got Premier League experience. And I know we'll get onto this in a bit later on. Is um, There's not that many players who are now available to do that at a price that Liverpool would want. You know, De- Declan Rice... What was 105, possibly 110 million? He's gone yeah. to Arsenal, which is a lot of money for for a player who is good, like, but not sure he's worth that much. But Liverpool would, if they can't afford Bellingham, yeah. you know, they're not going to be not going to be going for Declan Rice yeah. at that amount. Um, Moses Casado looks like he's going to Chelsea, and if you look at all the other leading contenders, I think are we saying Tonali at, at Newcastle is a? I don't think he's a holding no, midfielder. The one I'd say is Rodri, yeah. and he's obviously yeah, and he's obviously he's obviously at Man City. A lot, all the others have already got one in the main rivals for Liverpool. Yeah. Casemiro at United last yeah. year. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? Because Liverpool now would like someone like Casemiro. Yeah, that that yeah. he's ready made. He can come in, and I know Casemiro didn't have Premier League experience, but yeah. he's such a good footballer. He was yeah. always going to be able to fit in. How much did he cost? Was it eighty million? Seventy, eighty million? Well, it was a lot of money. A lot of money for his age. Was a lot of money for his age. Yeah, when he came in, and and Liverpool, just the way they left it so late in the window, didn't they? United, obviously, it was a game against Liverpool that he was kind of paraded around Old Trafford, wasn't he? They just lost at Brentford, and you just hope that Liverpool don't get to a situation where they're they're looking at that kind of time of the window again, where you know clubs are able to kind of dictate their their price. Especially when you consider that Klopp wanted his midfielders in early, got them in. To, to train with him in Germany and then obviously Singapore and the rest of pre-season but now there's, there's a chance that he might not have that and mm. I think how can you form a new midfield if you've got yeah, your anchor which is the, which is the main yeah. the, you know it's, it's obviously the, not the most glamorous job but it's the main job in terms of what he has to do in his position and he, he's got to be more disciplined than anybody else he's not going to be there and if Henderson might not be there either so suddenly everything's on the, on the young lad and that's not going to be happening I mean I said it a few weeks ago I think two weeks ago on the pod, I've kind of maintained for a few years that I think Fabinho is Liverpool's most important player, and that doesn't mean he's best player, but because there's no one like for like him in the squad, and I think I said it to you, Joe, that his uh, kind of slumping form last year obviously resulted in Trent Alexander-Arnold having a tougher time, Van Dijk having a tougher time. Obviously, there wasn't that protection, you know, in the defence, and you know, you talk about some of the players that have been linked, and Lavia. I think he's only played 29 Premier League games, which that jump would be a, a massive kind of gamble for Liverpool to kind of hit the ground running. Um, you know, it is, it is worrying, but I think the offer is almost too good to refuse, which is a difficult situation. Um, and I remember earlier this year, when, I think it was the, the Chelsea game when Besetic started his, his first Premier League game, and that was kind of the, kind of the lowest point of Fabinho's season. Um, and there was a, a kind of a stat that came out, and it essentially said he played the minutes of a, of a 35-year-old in, in his career, which is... You know, unsurprising given how important he's been to Liverpool over the, the you know the last five years. I mean, the, the game that kind of always springs to mind for being at the peak of his powers is that Barcelona semi-final at Anfield. Gets the, the the yellow card after what seven or eight minutes, and he, he puts in an absolute masterclass. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the level that Liverpool needs to replace. It's not the Fabinho of last season where oh, okay, he wasn't great, and 
you know, a, a, an 18 year old Stefan Pesetic nearly displaced him. It's the Fabinho of 2018 to 2021 that Liverpool need to go out and get. And I just don't know, you know, as Dolly says, I, I don't know who you could go and get who could immediately come in and yeah. almost go into that level. Because you think when Fabinho did come, it took him three or four months to, to settle in because of how hard the job is and the demands. And like Dolly says, it's not the, the most glamorous position. And, you know, he certainly hasn't got the praise that Van Dijk and Allison and all those other yeah. game-changing signings have been, but he's arguably been Liverpool's most important in you know the last five or six years. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool were preparing for midfield upheaval this summer, but I don't think this is something they will envision. Um, it's a real challenge, isn't it, for York Schmacher? Um, it's his first, I suppose, really big one, because I guess the other two transfers were sort of... The seeds were sown um, throughout the year, but but this is a difficult one, isn't it? And it, Although I can understand why Liverpool couldn't turn the money down um, it creates a bit of a problem doesn't it in the next couple of weeks as they try and go about replacing him well that, that's if the transfer goes through it may course, yeah. you know there's always a chance that it might not and I think Liverpool will be weighing up that but the fact that as I said before they've allowed Fabinho and that the clubs to have talk suggests that they're, they're, they're planning for life without him now they'll have done I mean if there's one club that knows all about which midfielders are available it's Liverpool yes, yeah. given the fact they'll have done so much work on it yeah. over the past 12-18 months but the profile of the defensive midfielder that they were looking for was a younger one who could replace Fabinho, as I said, yeah. in the long term, maybe not this, not this season, but perhaps next season, in the next 18 months. Yeah. So it would have had that transition period. But now it looks as though they will still want somebody like that. But the more pressing need now is getting somebody who's coming in now. And as, as we've just said before, they'll know which players are available and they'll know that there's not going to be that many who can tick all the boxes of, Premier League experience, being able to come in straight away, improving the team straight up. Because why would you buy a player that isn't going to improve the no, team? What's no. the point? And especially if you're going to get someone who's inexperienced, they're not going to get any better at 27, 28. That's just the way football is, unless they possibly play in a different position. But Liverpool don't want that. They don't want to be experimenting with somebody. They want someone who's going to go straight in there yeah. and do it from the off. Now, then it comes down to value. How much are these players going to cost? Are you going to be paying an absolute fortune for somebody who's mentioned before Casemiro United did yeah. but is that kind of player available I don't know I don't think I don't think that they are in terms of that standard so yeah. you're looking at the rung below that that can do a job that perhaps as, as Kiefer said isn't going to be like Fabinho from 2018 to 2021 when he was amongst if not the best defensive midfielder in the world but somebody who's going to help the what the position that's there now help the youngsters and be able to do a job for the next, certainly the next 18 months, two years, possibly beyond that. So it's almost like you're looking at a kind of Tiago-esque kind of signing, but... But there isn't in a different, but, a, but, in, but yeah, that's the thing, is that, I don't know, Tiago is not that kind of player, and Tiago was a special kind of player. Some people said he was a luxury player. This is a player Liverpool can't have as a luxury player. This is someone who they need. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Do you think, Kiefer, there's a chance that should Henderson stay, Liverpool go down the Lavia route, for example, sign a younger player like that who's still, the idea is he's the long-term option there and they did play Henderson a little bit more in the six because um, Henderson wasn't going to get as many games yeah. in the other yeah. positions because of the, the two new signings that had come in. Do you think that's an, an option for them? I think it depends what system they go for because if they go back to the 4-3-3 and it's just you know one kind of a single you know, a single man as the anchor. I think that's yeah. an, an awful lot of running for Henderson to be doing. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, it's well documented that his legs, you know, this isn't the same Henderson that we saw, you know, 2019, 2020. He's, uh, he's, he's probably, you know, 
coming to the end of his Liverpool career, if not, if not be this window, but in the you know the next couple, you'd imagine. Um, I think if they if they do this thing with with Trent Alexander Arnold in this kind of inverted roles we saw to the back end of last season, I think that can almost mask some of your problems and maybe the athleticism that we saw with Fabinho that he was, you know, I mean at times it was like he was running with a parachute, but then obviously Trent comes in and he kind of he's got that more responsibilities pressing, he's he's driving with the ball. It just halves kind of his workload. Um, so if they were to do that, maybe. But, you know, Henderson's still going to be playing. I mean, if Liverpool have a successful season at 65 games, you know, you'd imagine Henderson's going to will play, if he's in a, as a 60, play 35-40. Um, you know, if not starting those. So that's that's an awful ask to, to have for him, especially to turn around this Thursday, Sunday, um, as we know how brutal the Europa League can be. But that, that Doesn't that present a chance to experiment the Europa League I mean you look at Henderson he could play Premier League games if you bought a Lavia he could play some of the yeah. safer and inverted I, commas I, Premier League games Europa League L- Liverpool do have a, a chance to experiment this year don't they yeah they do but then the double-edged sword to that is if they come second in the Europa League group then they have to play the playoff round which sure. is then yeah. you know a further two games so there is that incentive which last time Liverpool win the Europa League it was kind of all teams went to the round of 32 yeah. round of 16 you know and so on and so forth so I don't know I think Obviously, we'll get onto Henderson, I imagine, shortly. But I think that's a, com- a completely different issue for Liverpool in terms of, you know, he's obviously clearly had that conversation with Klopp about his his game time. You'd imagine yeah. this is kind of why all this noise has come out. He's clearly not happy with the proposals and, yeah. and maybe the competition in Sabozlai and McAllister. I don't imagine Klopp would now say, actually, you can be my, my starting number six. And, and Henderson has said previously that he, he hated doing the role. Um, he? Yeah, he, he, um, so it was that, it was that game... Um, the Southampton game was the in 2019, April 2019, when Henderson came off the bench and scored. Um, and for large parts of that season, whilst Fabinho was kind of settling in Henderson, and Fabinho kind of split that number six role. And, and Henderson had said to Klopp um, the week before, a couple of weeks before, the, um, I think they played Porto in the Champions League. Yeah. And I think Henderson essentially said, like, you know, can he play further forwards? I'm not sure if that was before or after the Southampton game, but it was around that kind of time. Um, you know, Fabinho was kind of settling in and, and obviously, you know, the next season that, that really helped Henderson and he was brilliant. Obviously, won one of the Player of the Year awards at Liverpool won the Premier League. But I just think to to ask for a 33-year-old now to, to be competing with, you know, if you put it on paper, you look at Rodri, you know, Chelsea, imagine they have Casado, Fernandez, yeah. Arsenal have Declan Rice. It is just not, it's not the same level. And I think if Liverpool are going to be wanting to rub shoulders with Manchester City and Arsenal and whoever else is at the top of the Premier League next season, they need a, a world-class number six. And I don't think Jordan Henderson is that anymore. I take that point, but isn't that the dilemma? Is that there isn't an obvious world-class number six, and Liverpool are either going to have to create one in a in a Lavia, or find these find a different solution. But, is Henderson in, in six not something you you would go for, Doyle? Or what do you think? Well, a couple of things. It, it, it could come down to how much do you trust your squad if you're Jurgen Klopp, because there's a player who was playing a defensive midfield role in the last couple of weeks we haven't even mentioned, which is Curtis Jones. He was playing like that for England yeah. under-21s, and I'm well aware that England under-21, under-21 level is not the same as the Premier League, let alone... Klopper did immediately say that yeah. he would play in a different role. Well, that's the thing, yeah. is that, yeah, he's already said that, hasn't he? He said yeah. that he'd play in a more offensive role. Because well, was that before the pick, was it, I think? Yes, was, but, but so. then, again, that's his, he's, he's getting the best out of your players. Yeah. It's like, he's, 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 you know, Curtis Jones played defensive midfield yeah. for England because there was a lot of very good attacking players. Not that many great yeah, defensive midfielders. Was but they so needed slim. to keep him in the team because he's that good. And that's been shown by the fact that he got man yeah. of the match yeah. in the semi-final. I'm not quite sure he got man of the match in the final, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. um, but he, he got that and he got in the team of the tournament. So that worked for England. But we're talking about Liverpool now. Do you, would you want Curtis Jones to be playing in that? Probably not. But he's already shown himself capable of playing in this inverted, you know, 
well, in a team where Trent goes into that midfield role because he scored, what was it, two goals against Leicester, one against Tottenham, yeah. created an assist somewhere else, can't quite remember. Um, but played all of those games and he, he, he was... He started every single game and they yeah, remained yeah. unbeaten, yeah. Which, which basically that tells you... He was the best footballer So I don't, I don't think there's any debate now and there should be any debate whether or not Curtis Jones is good enough to play for Liverpool. The debate now is like, where's the best players yeah. to play? How do Liverpool yeah. get the best out of Curtis Jones yeah. continues? Yeah. Yeah. So but, I, th- the, I think he's made that leap now. possibilities, don't they? Because Curtis Jones, you would have thought on the left. I think we all assume that McAllister will play where Curtis Jones has been playing, but... Perhaps there's opportunities for McAllister, Curtis Jones, all these players to play in different positions. But he's Liverpool's always done horses for courses in midfield, yeah. Jurgen Klopp. I don't think we can understate the loss of Milner to all of this. I think that's an added little complication because Milner would not play anywhere near many start many games, but he'd start some yeah. and he'd play in that position. That's another thing. So if you just said at the start of the season, you've got Milner, you've got Henderson and you've got Bashketic. Oh, I'm going to get this right. I know, yeah, I know. Said it. Because, <laughs> I would, you know what? I wouldn't mind so much, but I spoke to Steph. Mark Bridge. I spoke to Mark Bridge Wilkinson at the end of last season. I specifically asked him how to pronounce it, and I've forgotten already. <laughs> so um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? When you when you get to my age, things fall out of your brain, and you can't really replace them, as well as on top of your head. Um, so so yeah, uh, I think going back to Henderson, I agree. He's not. He's never been a world class number six, but. He might not like playing that, but I'm pretty sure if you said to him now, oh, he yeah. says, "Yes, yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna be playing, but you're yeah. gonna be playing." You go, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. He's not gonna say no, is he? But, but, but that's I think... the thing, isn't it? He wants, he wants out to go and play games. Well, here's an opportunity for you to play more games. I, I didn't think he was that bad in that position, and obviously, Fabinho raised the bar for Liverpool yeah. in that position. I mean, Fabinho, the, pro- the problem you've got is you can't was... play him twice a week. You probably no. could not no, even play could... him twice in 10 days yeah. you know what I mean so you no, but, but it's every other weekend playing in that the position really thing to all of this is, obviously it goes out saying a young player getting injured but the whole Bacetich dilemma is is quite intriguing because if he hadn't picked up that injury in March and he had kind of had a few games alongside Trent in this new role I think we'd be more well placed and more well you know yeah. we're better, better prepared to kind of say what he could give next season because it was such a difficult time he was thrown into the, it was obviously the turn of the year wasn't it um and you know Liverpool were absolutely woeful. Yeah. You know there was absolutely no protection in midfield. There was no legs in midfield, and and he was you know a shining light at that period of time. And and albeit you know there was some heavy defeats in there, but I think if you looked at kind of his performances in isolation and the confidence, I always remember at uh, Newcastle I think for the second goal, and I think Allison gives him the ball. He turns out really, he just lets the ball roll across his body. But it's just I think he sells two Newcastle players, and it just kind of shows that intelligence and yeah. the, the, his kind of style of play. But I think because you know he got injured and then Liverpool went and won seven of the last 11. I think people have almost forgotten about him and kind of put him to the wayside, which I don't think is completely fair. But then the flip side of that is, you know, you don't want to be putting your season hopes on, a, on an 18-year-old because that in itself isn't fair. That, and that's the worry, isn't it? You know, Lavia is 19, mm. has played 12 more senior <laughs> games than Bersetic. Bersetic? Bersetic? Yeah. But why are we suddenly having problems? He's been playing <laughs> in the Bulls team. We've been talking about him for six months. Um, but, he's, you know, he's only played 12 more games and that, that would be my fear with Lavia is that he might have had one I mean, and when we talk about the season he's had, I mean, he was relegated. He played literally the worst pass of all time in the final <laughs> match of the season, which made my mind... It's first assist for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, well, this yeah. is the thing. I was and about to make that point as it's, well. It's a small sample it's size. The thing is, yeah. I was about to make that point. And also, just I know it's on something completely different, another position where Liverpool have been linked with that Levi Colwell yeah. of, uh, of Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, well, they haven't so much been linked... They, they're big fans of him and ideally I yeah. suspect they yeah. would quite like to sign him, but there's obviously quite a few difficulties with that. But 
in the last second of the under 21s final he gives away a pe- kind of penalty that it, yeah, yeah. yeah but the thing is he still made the challenge yeah. and that you know I'm not berating him for that but it just shows you that those two instances are two players who are very young inexperienced and they're going to make mistakes like that yeah. that's what happens when you're that age you know going back to Curtis Jones he's done that kind of thing but he's come through yeah. it yeah. you know so I almost by the way I do think this entire conversation about all these other players is going to be irrelevant if Fabinho goes Liverpool I'm quite willing to put five English pounds on Liverpool signing a defensive midfielder this summer but, but, but probably, but probably even before before, never mind before the transfer deadline day before they play Chelsea the well-being yeah. that's well, what I think and I, I just I think they know quite well this is a position they can't mess about with they've got to just get it done and I think they've shown with sub, I forgot, is that, oh, Shovel Sly Shovel Sly, Sly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah nearly <laughs> um, yeah because he's good at pronunciations that's why really <laughs> yeah. um, I, I write stuff down he speaks it out um, yeah I think they've shown with him they can get deals done really really quickly when they see the opening and they don't miss about, and I think they'll have to do that this time as well. It's interesting. I mean, I I don't think the conversation was that irrelevant. Just write the first part of the pod. No, but you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean. In the sense that, yeah, these players might get a chance to play in that position if they're needed. Yeah. But regardless, Liverpool will definitely buy somebody if they sell for being. But, but, but the main thing we also also are forgetting is that Liverpool are going to have, you know, if they do get the money or a large part of it up front, they're going to have forty million pounds more in the kitty. They're going to have, you know. Not that it matters because they've played a lot of the wages so far, but they're going to have between 150,000 to 200,000 pounds more a week. So, you know, you'd imagine that kind of boost the profile of players they were maybe looking at. Yeah, I mean, Doyle and I had the conversation in the office this morning about potential replacements. And, and I suppose the, the point that I, I've been getting at is do they go young or do they get someone slightly more experienced? And Liverpool's recent history would suggest that they would rather spend the money on someone young that they yeah. think has a long they don't buy the Casemiro's do they very often um, and and that I would be very interested in how they replace Fabinho because having already bought two two new midfielders kind of think they need a bit of experience in there yeah. um, to replace a very experienced well, player it. I mean obviously McAllister has got the Premier League experience I mean he played what 100 Premier League games for Brighton over the last yeah, three yeah. seasons, but he's, he's, massive, well. he's not young. He's playing the World Cup. Fight. He's a massive jump for him yeah, still. I, yeah. mean, I know he played with you know yeah. Messi in the World Cup yeah. and Argentina, and obviously they won it. But he's never played in Europe in, in terms of European competition. That's, it is a massive jump for him. I think people are almost forgetting that that you know yes, the Barca people are saying you know he's played in Germany, he's played in Austria, and you know there might be a bit more time with him. I probably wouldn't expect him to start the first game at Chelsea if Henderson stays. I'd imagine he'd, he'd probably go with that. Um, McAllister I think people will be like well it's an easier transition he's been at Brighton he knows the league but it's still a massive jump I, yeah. I think people you know maybe forgetting that yeah, yeah. I think Liverpool have bought themselves the right to go and buy somebody more experienced by getting in a 22 year old and a 24 year old yeah. in midfield yeah. I think it, if they'd not signed anybody mm. and they just signed somebody's 27, 28, 29 yeah. and spent tens of million pounds on him people would start to get a bit concerned but I don't necessarily see that being a problem this time around and so, certainly no one should have a problem with it who are the, some of the names that have been mentioned well there's Palinia isn't there at Palinia, Fulham that's yeah. the one who I like and that's yeah. the one who I would you know it, it, the problem you got there is that West Ham have been after him ever since they realised Rice was going yeah. and Fulham said to them the other week 90 million pounds now that's just ridiculous to be fair yeah. for what for I think they signed him for 25 did they something yeah. like 20, 25 yeah. million 12 months ago yeah, and he's, he's 28. And um, I do think that 
90 million is too much even there probably even 60 million there was something last much. night in the mail that said it come down to 40 million so if, if it's well, closer if it's, to that it's, if it's 40 million you just go straight yeah. to Fulham and say we'll give you 45 million or 50 million and then you say to the player where do you want to go West Ham or Liverpool and I'm pretty yeah. sure with the greatest respect to West Ham who you choose and obviously there's the whole thing of Marco Silva I don't think he's going to sign a new contract for Fulham as well so you know maybe time to move on yeah you know, I think William just resigned, but maybe that kind of first year back in the Premier League is yeah. maybe as good as it gets for them and time for a new challenge again yeah. played European football with Sporting Lisbon I think he was that before wasn't he yeah. so yeah. you know he's one that would you know fit yeah. the profile you think yeah and then there's a couple other names Amrabat is one you can probably cross off the list Calvin Phillips um, I think with with those two their names who previously Liverpool have been linked with and we know that they've dismissed the links but the fact that things have changed so rapidly initially everything's on the table you'd yeah. be stupid not to do that you have to look at every single option but Again, Amrabat, that doesn't really help because he's got no Premier League experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Calvin Phillips, he's not played much over the past 12 months. And if you're Man City, why on earth would you sell to Liverpool, regardless yeah, of who it yeah. is? Uh, and as we mentioned before about Paulinho, is that if Fulham are going to be stupid over the fee, Liverpool are just, not even just Liverpool, but say West Ham or whoever is just going to walk away. So mm. these deals have all got you know fraught with difficulty. And you go back to Lavia and Gravenberch, they're not of the experience or age that can come in and make a difference. There's somebody who, going back to what we said before, can replace Fabinho in 12 to 18 months. Problem yeah. is, they're having to accelerate that to now. And there's every chance that they may have to take some kind of decision and go, well, we've lost Milner. But at the moment, it looks like we're losing Fabinho. There's a chance that even if Henderson doesn't go in this, this summer, he's coming towards the end anyway. We might have to do all of our midfield transfer business this summer yeah. rather than spread it out so, and take the hit over the yeah. long term. Do you think there's a chance they could put a um, defensive recruit on the back burner to make... To well, the thing about that, that is that, yeah, again, it's they, they they can get through the season without a defender, I think. But then again, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Poor yeah. Nat Phillips is going to get <laughs> yeah, told, yeah. you can't leave, you've got to stay now. And they'll all get injured in the first <laughs> month of the season yeah, exactly. and Nat Phillips will play that's, every that's, game. That's what will happen. Yeah. Something stupid will happen like that. But again... Then it comes down to the the owners and the recruitment team and how much planning do you do you want to bring forward your planning that you've got because not finishing in the top four last season yeah. has has meant that they've had to rip off an awful lot not least one about a player who's just gone to Real Madrid yeah so it's had they've had to think not so much think on the feet a little bit because they've had a long time to get used to the fact they weren't going to finish in the top four but they are going to have to replan and of course. As you mentioned, they got a new sporting director who's having to get his feet under the table and get things done already. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. You watch a bit of football, Kiefer. Is there anyone other Polina, I guess, is someone that you fancy? But anyone else that's caught your eye? Can't say I've seen much of him, but Florentino Luiz is someone that I think people online are kind of you know, big money though. Big yeah, money. I think Has he got he, a release clause about 105 million. Yeah, I think 120 million euros. Signed a, a new five-year deal last October, so runs until 2027. All those players have release clauses. Doesn't necessarily mean well, that's that Benfica's they model, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Liverpool know that. With, obviously, what they did with Darwin Nunes, what was it? Yeah. Did two years there. Obviously, yeah. Enzo Fernandez did six months there. Yeah. Um, Mendy Diaz, you know those kind of players. And if you go further back, um, so I think the the idea that they wouldn't want to sell is. Is a non-star. I think they would be obviously more than more than willing, but I, I suppose it just depends at what price. And if Liverpool are even interested, it doesn't. I don't think I've seen any like real links. I, th- I think it's more of you know. I think it was said that Liverpool maybe scouted him a few times, but I think as as you know, Ian and, and Paul Gorse have previously said that 
you know, Liverpool scouting all over the globe kind of thing yeah. just because they've attended kind of a few games of a certain player yeah. doesn't mean that, you know, he's high up on their list. So, um, but I think he's one who, who's similar to Fabinho, looks a bit more athletic than Fabinho, moves a bit quicker, progresses yeah. with the ball well. So if you're looking at what Liverpool want, uh, especially with this new system, you know, if it's uh, going to be that inverted system, I think he's someone who would tick all the boxes, but, you know, obviously there's a long way to go and I think the interesting thing is that loads of different profiles are being linked. So if you, you look at Graven Virtue was initially uh, someone who was linked as maybe a right-sided number eight and now potentially he could be a six. I don't think that really adds up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Calvin Phillips is an interesting one. I think if he was at Leeds, it would make sense. Um, but the fact that his stock at Manchester City is probably the lowest it's ever going to be. Why would Manchester City sell on him? They're not only under, under any financial pressure. Surely as well, if you're Liverpool, to Liverpool. you're not... You're not buying a guy who's had well, so many injuries. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, why, why would City sell to Liverpool? So no. I don't think that one makes much sense. Uh, I mean, Amrabat, I, I, the interesting one with that is, I mean, his agent's done a, a lot of talking since the World Cup. Um, you know, PSG, Atletico Madrid, Man United have all been linked. You know, he's not not even a high fee. That I think, I think it's 30, yeah. 40, 50 million that people have been, that he's, he's kind of been touted with and, and no one's made a move for him, which I think is quite telling in himself. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think they're all very different profiles, but I don't think any of them in particular, you know, Lavia is the obvious one, but I think immediately, I don't think he's one that I would, you would thrust straight into the into the number six position. If you got him and complimented with someone else, as you know, as you said, as maybe you had that Thiago profile of having won the lot, at, you know, kind of the, not the end of his career, but, you know, maybe five, six years away from that. I think that would, you know, make sense with a Lavia, but I think there's, you know, plenty, plenty of uh, a way to go before Liverpool kind of are linked with those names. It's fair to say, isn't it, the market's made life quite difficult for Liverpool. If you look at some of the moves in that position, you know, 100 million for Declan Rice, 100 million for Enzo Fernandes. Uh, last year, we talked about Casemiro before, 60 million. Um, you know, I thought Liverpool did really well to pull off Sabozlai and, and McAllister for really, for, sorry, fairly decent fees, really. Um, but this one feels like, is it not just a case of them having to pay big money for someone like this, Louise? If, if they like him and, and biting the bullet, they've got 40 million. They're going to be armed with 40 more million than they, they had. Um, probably money that they didn't really expect to get in this summer. I mean, the players are always there. The players are always out there. And I think that's, I know some fans were a bit concerned, like, oh, who are Liverpool going to sign if they don't get Fabinho? But, but the problem, as, as Keith has just pointed or got leaning towards, is that you've got to be able to afford them and they've got to be able to, to come. See what I mean? So I can't. I, I think the interesting thing for me is that Liverpool are quite clearly going to try and now sign a player who f- five days ago they were not interested in signing, yeah, yeah. and that's the that's the, going to be the strange thing for them. So it's not like you know with McAllister they were quite clearly keen on for quite some time. Yeah. Other players in the past who they've, they've scouted and done this, that, and the other, and you know uh, Nunes last year they wanted, yeah. you know they made a decision where we definitely want to go for it, they yeah. won all out and got it done. I think this one. It's going to be more, oops, remember it loads of times in the past, it's going to be the ultimate opportunist transfer yeah. for Liverpool, isn't it? It's yeah. going to have to be because it's it's not a squad player. It's this, this is, of course, this is if Fabinho goes because they'll have, as I said before, they'll have been planning for Lavia, whoever, yeah. Gravenberch, someone like that. Yeah. Now they have to decide, do we want to keep following that player and get somebody else in as well? And I think they're probably going to have to do that. So whoever comes in is going to be somebody who... As I say, it's going to be a surprise for them as it is much for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's with, sorry, I suppose the thing with Lavia as well is cause he's been the, the big name kind of linked so far. But I think the you know if you kind of said if Liverpool kind of thought right, we're going to leave him another year, you know, let him see how he goes in the Championship, 
you know, see if he kind of gets more international call-ups. Man City have the buyback next year, so you can't even, it feels like they've, I mean, Man City might not activate that, but they've got first refusal or, or whatever kind of it is. Um, so that kind of, does that force Liverpool to kind of get him now and then they have to get someone else as well? I have the feeling maybe Liverpool might have, they were just playing a bit of a waiting game with Lavia and seeing if Southampton dropped yeah. dropped this 50 million asking price because he wants it's ridiculous, out, doesn't he? isn't it? Yeah. 50 million not pound, yeah. He doesn't want to play in the championship and I think something had to give. But of course, Doyle, I don't think Liverpool can play that game as much now, can they? Because they've got the 40 million. Well, they can, they can with him. They can with him, but then it this, depends how much money they want to spend on this on this other player. Again, again it depends if they get another player, doesn't it? If they just get him, no, you, I don't no, really no, think no, they can no, wait. No, they'll for definitely they can't they can't they can't go into the season with just a nineteen or twenty year old as a replacement for Fabinho. Do you not think they will? Milner. I I think there's a big chance Liverpool will back themselves to go. Well, then, well he's well, then, the, the okay, well then person. then it comes down to a point I was going to ask. Then it depends on what is Liverpool's aim next season or this season coming up. I mean. Do you think they're going to challenge for the title? I think they'll be cities. I think they'll come second, but I, 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 I don't know how close it will be. Okay. Do you think? Do you think they'll be challenging for the title? Uh, if you'd asked me a week ago, I probably would have said yes. Not challenge. Well, again, like like Keefe, maybe City's closest challenges without being toe to toe. Toe to toe. Yeah. yeah, like they have in previous years. But now you ask me, and I think you lose a player like Fabinho, very difficult to replace in this market unless they pull an absolute rabbit out of a hat. I think. You might, you might be looking at top now. four. Yeah. Where, whereas I have always been thinking, just to finish fourth this season would yeah. be good. When you look at the, I mean, when you look, you look at, bad. you look at, you look at Man City are gonna. They haven't signed anyone really yet. I think. Or have I missed something? I've been asleep for about four months. Uh, uh, have they? No, I can no, think no. of. No, they will. Right. Um, Arsenal have spent more than two hundred million pounds. I mean, I don't know where they're getting their money. It's all very <laughs> odd at Arsenal at the moment. But they're going to be better than they were last season. Newcastle. I think will. I know they've been talking about FFP. They're going to sign some more players, as far as I'm concerned. They made a, have they made I a think, bid? I mean, I, I was off the weekend, didn't really. They made a bid for. Um, we've struggled with names already. I'm not going to say this. Harvey Barnes. No, no, <laughs> not Harvey Barnes. Um, the, the the Napoli winger, oh, the Georgian Travis Napoli winger. Yeah. I didn't see that. No, I they haven't made it. I think haven't it's they? It just speculation, was it? Okay. Right. So, so there's them, and then you're obviously looking at United, who are going to strengthen. You're looking mm. at Chelsea, who probably today will sign another player. Yeah. Tottenham are going to improve. So, do you think Tottenham are going to improve? <laughs> yeah, that's not hard, is it? To be fair. <laughs> well, right. I think but they go backwards because the seven teams into fourth places now. It used to be it used to be five, and then suddenly Arsenal and, and Newcastle have thrown themselves in there. So. Finishing the top four is going to be the aim because you can't be out of the Champions League for two years in a row. And I think that that's what Liverpool will be trying to do and a, and a good run in one of the Cups, probably quite deep into the Europa League, you'd think. So it depends on the type of player. They, they're going to make, as you mentioned, they're going to make the call whether or not they just go with the youngster and just say, right, we know we're not going to win the league and we're going to give ourselves a little bit of time yeah. to see how this all works. But I genuinely don't think they can afford to do that. It's interesting. It's interesting. Well, um, we'll move on a little bit from Fabinho now, and just quickly talk about Henderson. Um, Doyle, you've missed several pods, so we'll, I don't think we'll go into the whole wider conversation about Henderson. We had a big chat about that on Friday. Um, I don't think we need to go down that avenue again. But um, I'll just okay. I don't on. think he should go, and I don't think he will go. Go on. Yeah. Well, I think we largely agree on that. Do you, do you think? Do you think there's less chance of him going now that Fabinho looks like likely to leave? I don't think it makes any difference, to be fair. Do you not? No. Do you still think they? Do you think Liverpool, if they got 
say if they offered 20 million pounds now, do you think they would allow both players to leave? If they could get, they'd have to get two in in that case. Well, they, they'd, yeah, yeah, but, yeah but they'd have to get two in, but they'd have to have the two lined up. It's the only way they'd do it. Yeah. Would you allow both players to leave? I mean, I probably wouldn't. Not, I, no. would. I, probably not. I, I wouldn't want them to. I, I wouldn't want, I mean, as you say, we take the kind of whole wider issues of, you know, Henderson being Liverpool yeah. captain. I, I I would probably allow him to go, but I just think on the pitch ability, yes, I'd probably let him go. I think it, it's probably the right time. Yeah. Um, but I think as to lose Milner, to lose an Oxlade Chamberlain, you know, to lose a Firmino, to lose those kind of keystones of what has been, you know, such a successful five, six years, I think would just be so detrimental. And, and people, you know, football fans only see the, the kind of the, the 90 minutes on a, yeah. on a Saturday or, you know, on a Tuesday night, or whatever. But there is so much more in terms of standard setting and, you know, I wouldn't underestimate it for, for the new lads coming in. And if there is to be another one or two midfielders coming in, that's, you know, three or four, you're going to, you know, you need someone to kind of put an arm around them and say, you know, this is how it's done and kind of almost lead the way. Obviously, they have Van Dijk, they have other captains, Salah's Egypt captain, yeah. um, uh, Sabah's Hungarian captain, Gakpo's been PSV captain. Yeah. So they're not short of leaders, but I think someone who's been there and been a fabric of Liverpool for the last 12 years, I just think it's so important because you've lost that in Milner and we heard how good he was, you know, even at 37, how important he was. Um, I just don't think Liverpool could afford, and for 20 million as well, yeah, you're right, it's a decent return on, you know, someone who's passed his best. But I don't think at the end of the day, it doesn't make, it's it's not going to make or break Liverpool. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can go out and no. get, you know, if you it's know, 50, yeah. 60 million, you know, if these inflated fees, fair enough, yeah. I would snap your hand off, I'd yeah. drive them there myself, but yeah. for, for 20 million, I, I, no. Yeah. Would you really drive him? I can't drive. So. <laughs> <laughs> get him a taxi, get him a Uber. Um, all right, well, um, before we finish off, I wanted to chat to you both a little bit about trip to Germany. Obviously, Doyle, you're going out there. Um, yeah. First of all, what are these training camps like to cover as a, as a, as a journalist? I just thought that's interesting. Well, I've not done a Jurgen Klopp one yet. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've I did Roy Hodgson once. Roy Hodgson, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally just the once, obviously, yeah. as well. Yeah, I was there for when they were in Switzerland. Then was that 2010? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Dom King. Yeah. Yeah. Went over there and uh just interested because you just like just watching them. It's 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 not that it's not that interested in that sense. Yeah. But it's good for when you actually just want to be around the team and you know and talk to the players just not necessarily on on the record, just like catch up with them, see how they're doing, yeah. that kind of thing. And obviously with, with Roy Hodgson, he was trying to uh not so much impress, but he was trying to, you know, ingratiate himself with the uh with the local media and uh it didn't end up very well no, for no, him, no, did it? No. Yeah. Um, I was in Singapore and Thailand last year with Liverpool, but that's not yeah. so much a training camp as a promotional tour. You watch them doing uh, the open training, but then you're alongside a lot of fans, watch them as well. Yeah. They do do the tr a proper training session like it. They're, yeah. they're not messing about because yeah. they, they yeah. have to make the most of every single one of these training yeah. sessions, certainly in the summer. But, uh, but last year was a bit different yeah. in, the sense of, um, in the sense of it being a bit rushed. Because yeah. everything had to be you know, squashed together. But going back to the training camp, these training camps invariably in the middle of nowhere yeah. tend to be Liverpool. They're like Evian, haven't they, in recent years? Yeah. yeah. That, that one with Roger, and they were in um, in Switzerland, a place called Badragaz. I've covered yeah. some Liverpool games in a in a place called Grenchen in Switzerland as yeah. well. That's yeah. back when Rafa Benitez was in charge. And it literally is in the middle of nowhere. There won't be many support. There will be some. Yeah. Because they just find themselves everywhere, but there won't be many supporters. So it's just a it's a ma it's a, it's a chance, sorry, for the squad to get together. And they've taken thirty two players out there. There'll be you know, there's not just a couple of, of new signers, there'll be new members of the backroom staff, there'll be new people behind the scenes. And it's a chance for them all get to know each other because 
with players being injured, players being away, this, that, and the other. When they actually get back to Kirby, it's very rare the opportunity that they get to, you know, maybe some of them will go when they go for the European trips or away yeah. games. They don't have a lot of time that they can spend together and get to know each other. So that's where these, they're important off the field as, as they are on the field. But in terms of the stuff on the pitch, as I said before, Klopp would have been looking at this as an opportunity to get the tactics embedded in the new players, yeah. you know, to settle on a couple of formations they could try, try new new players in, in certain situations, try new set-piece routines, all that kind of thing. Yeah. But now with no Fabinho and the possibility that a new player might end up coming in and playing such a key role makes it a lot more difficult, which is why, I must admit, I always thought Fabinho or Henderson would start that first game against Chelsea. And it looks yeah. if Henderson stays, then he will be starting against yeah. Chelsea at Stamford yeah. Bridge. That's yeah. what will happen. Yeah. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, I was going to ask you both. Um, you've both written a lot about the young players um, in the last week or so um, as part of the Next Gen series we've been doing um, online. Um, there are a number of young players included in this squad and, and quite often this time of year you see, I always remember Nat Phillips, was it 2018? He sort of came from nowhere to impress quite a lot in the in the summer camp. Um, that Spanish central midfielder that we've talked about a little bit yeah, yeah. 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 no no oh. but it was, it was an attempt <laughs> attempted a joke that keeper um, obviously didn't work but you know there are these young players that come through and they they impress so who i want your tips for for players that fans should be keeping a little bit of an eye on um in this in this part of the season i mean the obvious one is ben though but i think People know enough about him now. Yeah. He had a really good season yeah. after signing from Celtic last summer. Uh, made his debut against Derby, signed a professional deal. Yeah. Came on in the Premier League against Villa. Uh, and then he played a few other times in the FA Cup games and the Premier League games. Um, and was maybe held back a bit at the end of the season. I think he got an injury. He got that nasty one in Lisbon, didn't he? Yeah. The head injury. He got knocked out, he? Yeah. He, he got, yeah, he got knocked out. He got concussed. Yeah. Then he got another knock after that. Which is yeah. So that kind of, you know, ended his season, you know, prematurely. Um but in terms of other names, I, I, one player I do like is, is Bobby Clark. Yeah. I'm not sure this year we'll see much of him. I think maybe a loan spell would, would probably suit first. Um, but he's a really tidy player. He reminds you of, stylistically, he reminds you of Bernardo Silva in terms of someone who can like take the ball on the half turn. He's very nippy, um, quite explosive. Can also do a bit on the wing. Uh, after his signing from Newcastle in 2021, first season with the 18s, was on the left wing. Um, and then... With the 23s under Barry Lutus last year, he kind of came into a number eight role, a bit more disciplined. Yeah. Uh, and he was really, really good last year and kind of a key part of that Liverpool side that went to the quarterfinals of the Youth League. Um, another one, Gerard Quanser, had a, a good spell at Bristol Rovers under Joey Barn in the second half of last season. Um, I feel like he's always gone a bit under the radar, especially being like Cometio's partner in the academy. And I think, was it three years ago, Cometio was in the, the pre-season training camp yeah, now. Well, and he was one of the ones that impressed Billy the Kid. I always yeah, remember that. And obviously made, I think he's Liverpool's youngest ever Champions League debutant, isn't he? Yeah. I think. So that kind of just shows the, the kind of hype he was getting at, you know, 16, 17. And maybe he hasn't lived up to that yet. But I think Gerard Conce has always gone under the radar because of because of that. Uh, captain Liverpool to the uh, uh, FA Youth Cup final in 2021. Um, and then is... You know, this season, there's a lot of the kind of younger players like Tyler Morton, Leighton Clarkson, as they went on loan, he kind of took the armband for the 23s and, and done really well. Uh, scored a few crucial goals um, and impressed in League One. I think, I don't think Bristol had the, a great second half of the season. I think they were kind of flirting with the playoffs in the midway stage, uh, but then kind of finished. I think they won three of the last 16, but I think Joey Barton was quite um, 
he was quite public in his praise of Kwanzaa and, and basically how high he thinks he can go in the game and yeah. how impressed he was with him, which I think at that level where it's, you know, not necessarily about how good of a footballer you, you are, but maybe about, you know, A, churning out games, can your body take it? Yeah. But also, you know, going into a senior dressing room and holding your own against, you know, football league opposition. I think that also tells you the other side of his game. He's a, he's a big lad as well. Um, so he's kind of one I'd keep an eye on, especially if we if we said earlier, if Liverpool don't go for, you know, a centre-back, maybe if they put that on the back burner and kind of recruit the midfielders, he's someone who, you know, could be kept around at Anfield. Obviously, it depends what happened with Nat Phillips. But, you know, he's you know certainly someone who should be getting minutes in the, the game on Wednesday. And then I think they play on Saturday again. And I'd imagine if he doesn't see a loan move, he'll probably go to Singapore and get, you know, a few minutes there. So certainly one to keep an eye on. Doyley? Uh, well, I'm not going to pick on anyone like Doak or Bobby Clark yeah. or anyone who's had any kind of first team experience. I think Frauendorf and Conor Bradley are also yeah. out there, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. they've had it. I mean, funny enough, I'm writing about him at the moment, but the one player, it's when you're watching you know, the academy players, there's always a player who in, in, in the summer will come out and, and people who haven't been watching the academy will just go look at him and go, who's this? You know, they go, who's that? You know, the way he plays. Mm. I think James McConnell might yeah. be one. Because not so much because of his talent, but because of the way he plays the game. He's quite all action. He's quite tall. He's quite yeah. big. Yeah. He's not big, big, but he's big. You know, he yes. can handle himself. And he's got a lot of versatility in the way that he plays. I think there was a there was a game in the in the youth league last year at Napoli, which is always a tough place to go to, especially in the the yeah. heat that it was uh, on that day. I ended up hiding in the, underneath the stand <laughs> watching the game. It was just too hot. There was no room. Hiding in Naples. But he played in midfield. He had a tremendous game. He's like pressing forward, all action, that kind of thing. Fans like stuff like that. And I also saw well, Lewis Kumas, the yeah. son of Jason. He's yeah. he's over there at the moment, and yeah. he he's done an interview with the Liverpool website today. Which he, he's, he's really quite good, he? honest yeah. about it. He just says, like, "Look, this might be the only chance I ever get yeah. to to, yeah. to play in the first team squad or play for the first team, yeah. so I need to take it." You know, yeah. he's somebody who will know from what I, you know, from his from the experience of his of his dad ended up having a, a very good career as yeah. well at international and Premier League level. That you need to take these opportunities, and the reality is, all of these players, youngsters, know if if one of them gets through every two or three years to become a player for Liverpool. Then Liverpool have done quite well. Yeah. You can go for you know Klopp gives youngsters a chance, but have a look at how many youngsters because the the level that Liverpool are playing at, and I know there's troubles the last season, but they've still got a world class squad. A lot of the yeah. players are world class. They're all international, almost all yeah. internationals. You look at them and you go, well, Curtis Jones came through, Trent came through, stuck now. Is there anyone else who's, who's properly come to through? Fair, though, I know, I know, I know yeah, Keller, but he doesn't really play. Yeah. Uh, he's up against a world-class goalkeeper. There's yeah. the ultimate example of that. Yeah. Nico Williams is going to have a career, yeah. but he's obviously had to leave. And there's a few of them who have gone. So not many of these, hardly any, yeah. are going to come through. And there's almost like, you can have a couple of years of like the, the intake who are never going to play for Liverpool. But Liverpool, I think, at the moment do have a number of players who've got an opportunity you can go up and I think we've seen I know Ben Doak was bought in yeah. Bobby Clough was bought in I think they're two Connor Bradley identifying that talent is yeah. part of the you know people yeah. say he yeah. sells it but well, it's like, know, well, everybody them. else could have, yeah. could have yeah. signed them yeah. yeah and there's always the old the, the, the example of Ronaldo yeah. Ronaldo yeah. when Liverpool could have got him to sport in Lisbon and they but they weren't in it and I know he wasn't like 14, 15 I think he was 17 at the time he they weren't in a position where they could spend a lot of money on a player yeah. who they could then afford to like go well you can have 12 18 months getting used to mm. playing yeah. which is what someone like united could do but liverpool it's not just liverpool you look at city they, they do it all the time they go around and try and buy up players you can see i think is there a player who's leaving 
United and going to City at the moment. A, a uh, young lad I read about yeah, it. Yeah, defender. I can't I remember his name. Yeah. yeah, he's someone. And I think Charlie McNeil did it a few years ago, didn't he? Ethan Ennis did. To, yeah, he went, he went to Liverpool United. to United. Yeah. So there is that kind of like not transfer market, but there's that kind of jostling for yeah. positions yeah. for players at that level, and it's. Making sure, well, and it's making sure way. they have an opportunity. So what Liverpool can do then is they can say say to anybody coming in and go, it's like to Callum Scanlon. Yeah. He, he's, he's got him in from, was it Birmingham? Birmingham, yeah. yeah. He's from Birmingham a couple of years ago. And two years down the line, he's now going and training with the first team. I think sure he's still in the 18, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. 18, yeah. yeah. So, played one Premier League two game last year. So. Yeah, so, and he had a few injuries, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So he's somebody they like, and he's going to get an opportunity. So he may never play for the first team, yeah. but... He'll have trained alongside and around yeah. Salah, yeah. all the you know Gakpo, all those kind of players trying to score past Allison. So that, that is a big deal for these players. They can then take that forward for the rest of their careers. Well, Chelsea do that very well. I was going to say with bringing young players in, they don't often get a chance in the first team, but they train along players. They get good loans and they but, make, they but, get good careers. Look at City, Col- City's Col- goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. City's goalkeepers, sold, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They sold yeah. two of them in the past yeah. twelve months and made yeah. about. 35 million pounds yeah, yeah. I think between them they played zero games in the Premier League when they were sold yeah, yeah. well anyway thanks very much we'll leave it there um, just want to say keep your uh, your emails coming in joe.rimmer at reachplc.com keep your feedback coming in um, online we've seen lots of good comments on YouTube um, for good or for bad and we'll be back on Friday when um, we might be talking about a bit more about Fabinho and whoever else Saudi Arabia come calling for um, it'll be interesting see you then so Listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.